This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. And welcome, welcome back. 2018 is underway and a whole new year of the Employment Hour here on 980 CKNW. We implore you to call, as you just heard, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell phone for the next hour. And uh, we will answer all your questions. As we said before, Leorba, we're just off air here before we went on saying, you know, this will make the year of absolute education for the CKNW listener. No longer will there be any flies on these people. When someone comes up and says, how much severance you owed? They're going to say, I'll tell you how much I owed. I'm going right to the severance pay calculator. It's that type of thing, which we've been pumping down their, their ears and will continue to do so for this entire year until everybody wises up because there's all kinds of stuff coming down in 2018, which might affect those who work, which is basically all of us how are you pal hey i'm good john and you know this is exactly right that's our goal that's our ultimate uh, uh thing we want to achieve here is to educate people and to make sure that there's a whole army of uh, folks out there that know their legal rights know their rights in the workplace that are not afraid to stand up for themselves and, and to know how the law protects them so that's what we're hopefully going to achieve uh and if you haven't heard our show before we're here to solve workplace problems we're here to talk about your rights. If you lost your job, if you have problems with your job, maybe your boss did something to you and you're wondering what to do. Well, we're here 4 to 5 p.m. every single Sunday afternoon to do just that, to talk about that. You can call us on the show. Uh, and by calling us on the show, you'll also help others who may be in the same situation with their problems. So, so don't be bashful. But, of course... We'll give you plenty of opportunities to also reach out to me privately. We'll mm-hmm. give you my number if we want to talk more in depth and and uh, you know just the the two of us about your legal issues. So take advantage of it. Uh, now you're gonna know. Now you're gonna be educated. And to get us all warmed up here in the in the first live show of 2018, let me start off, Johnny, with a couple of situations that I saw over the past uh, few days. The first matter I'll, I'll talk about involves a lady who had worked in a sales position uh, started in 2000 and. She worked straight up until 2013. At that point, she quit to take on another job, but she was recruited back in 2015. The boss needed someone there, and, and he knew of this lady, so he convinced her to come back, and she did in 2015. And she worked up until late 2017, November 2017, when she was let go because of a restructuring. She was let go. Uh, nothing wrong that she did. It was not related. There was a restructuring, and she was offered severance. The employer said, well, you're a two-year employee. We're going to offer you two months' pay. By the way, John, two months' pay would have been inadequate even if she was only a two-year employee. But the real question that that came up here once she called me is, should she be really considered as only a two-year employee, or does she somehow get credit for the other years? Because she had worked from the company from 2000 up to 2013 and then came back in 2015. Well, here's how this works, John. Because of the fact that she was recruited back in 2015, because of the fact that she wasn't treated as a new employee in 2015, mm-hmm. because of the fact that they implicitly recognize the fact that she's bringing with her those 13 years of service, now when they're letting her go, they're really letting go a 15-year employee. They're not letting go a two-year employee. Even though she only worked two years in this last stretch of employment, She's really a 15-year employee, and that's extremely important because as a 15-year employee, she's probably looking at anywhere from 16 to 18 months of severance. So it's a huge difference. 
So so now that's what I'm going to be doing right now for the next few days, working with her to get her those uh, 16 to 18 months of pay. And, and I wanted to bring this up on the week that was because of the fact that many of our listeners may have a lot more seniority than they realize. So sometimes that happens when you have gaps in employment. Other times it can happen if you're recruited away from another job or maybe there is a sale of a business. There are many circumstances where you actually may have a lot more seniority than you realize and that's very important when it comes to severance. One of the main factors is the length of your employment and you may think, oh wait, I'm only a one or two or three year employee, not understanding that the law may give you additional credit for seniority and that can significantly increase your severance. That's just, John, one of many other reasons why it's so important to get some legal advice if you lost your job. Don't assume you don't get credit for past service. Don't assume you're owed only a certain amount. You always have to get that advice, Johnny. And the number Leor mentioned, by the way, you need to contact him outside of the hours of the show, 604-283-3123, to simply help at employmenthour.com. You want to email. A lot of the good listenership are probably going, man, but that's like a, that's like a two-year gap. Is that, is, that, is that believable? Can't you actually claim that as being a past employee of 15 years? You can't, right? It's, it, even though the gap sounds huge. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, you absolutely can. If, if your employer treats you as if you had that past service available, mm-hmm. then you have it also when it comes to severance, right? You don't just lose it. It's not just there when it's convenient for the employer. Now, she could have signed an agreement when she started in 2015 that wiped out that previous uh, service. She did not. So because of that, yes, she's a 15-year employee. She's going to get 16 to 18 months severance. And that's a much different than if she was only two-year employee, where she'd probably be getting three or four months severance. You know, it's four times as much. So that's that's a huge deal. What else? Uh, what else you got going on? So, John, uh, you know, our, our friends at the federal government level have implemented some new tax rules for businesses and business owners, etc., that come into effect or came into effect January one. Well, the net effect of that is that some business owners may have to pay more taxes. So. Uh, this next situation I, I'll bring up uh, has to do with this. I got a call from a gentleman who worked for a small retailer. The employer came to him and the other employees and said, well, because of these new tax rules, I have to find a way to save money. So the way I'm going to do that is I'm going to say from now on, none of the employees get paid vacation anymore. Okay, So from now on, vacation is unpaid. But I'm also going to say that from now on, if you want benefits, you have to pay for these benefits. But the company is no longer going to pay for benefits. We're also going to get rid of shift premiums, etc. Make a few changes like that to save some money because myself, the business owner, is what he said, uh, has to pay more taxes. So this person, obviously, uh, him and his colleagues were very uh, upset and, and taken aback. So he called me and he wanted to know what gives and can they do that. Well, John, the short answer is absolutely not. The company cannot change the terms of employment in that way. It doesn't matter if the business owner had a good reason or a valid reason or if it's because of taxes. It doesn't matter. The company's not allowed to change the terms of employment. So the fact that they're getting rid of vacation, making employees pay for benefits, those are the types of changes that can result in a constructive dismissal. So what I told this person is that he has a choice. He can accept these changes and continue working or treat his employment as being terminated and pursue his severance. Now, he's still thinking about that. He's deciding what's best for him. But I want our listeners to know that it doesn't matter if your employer has a good reason for changing terms of employment. Even if it's a good reason, you, the employee, 
have a right not to have your employment terms change, your compensation, your benefits, your bonus, your pension, etc. Your employer cannot change that, and if the employer does, you have options, you have rights. It's a constructive dismissal very often. So give me a call. And the worst thing you can do is just accept the change without kind of thinking about it. Once you've accepted the change, you may give the employer the right to do it again and again in the future. So be very mindful and very weary, John, of changes to the terms of employment. We are here till 5 o'clock. Any phone lines for your questions and comments are wide open, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. Give me some details before we uh, take a break here in a couple minutes of the severance pay calculator. Well, John, you know, we, we have new listeners every week listening to us, and, you know, this is a new year, and maybe you haven't listened to the show before. Or maybe you need a refresher. You want to know what the severance calculator is. Severance calculator is a tool that I created, as the name suggests, to help people calculate and find out how much severance they're owed. You go to severancepaycalculator.com. You input three pieces of information, your age, your position, and the length of your employment, and then you're done. It's going to tell you exactly how much severance you're owed whether it's six months, 24 months, or anything in between. It's easy. It's free. It's anonymous. You don't have to put your name, the company's name. It's strictly there for your benefits. So if you're if you're wondering or you don't know how much you're owed, severancepaycalculator.com is the place to go. And you know what? If you think, oh, I know how much severance I would be owed, try it. Take the yeah. severance calculator test. Go to severancepaycalculator.com. I promise you it's going to be a lot more than you realize most people don't realize exactly how much they're owed. That's why, John, the calculator is so important. We'll take our first break for the night and bounce right over the phones. When we uh, come back here, 604-280-9898 is the number, star 9898 on your cell. You want to email, we'll get to some of those hopefully uh, during the show as well. That is help at employmenthour.com. This is the Employment Hour right here on 980 CKNW. Get that dialing finger a happening. 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. You want to visit the website anytime as well, vancouveremploymentlawyers.ca. And we'll uh, we'll get to our, uh, I guess, first call of 2018. Hey, Michael, how are you? Uh, very good, thank you. Good, brother. Uh, What's your concern? Yeah, look, I've got uh, I've got two questions. Uh, one's personal and one's personal affects me. The other one would probably be more in tune to your listeners. The first question that I have, is uh, my employer, uh, I was hired back uh, in April, um, and he made me sign on a condition for employment, a document saying that if, if I decided to leave the company, that I would get one month's uh, pay, or if they decided to terminate, that I would get one month's pay. Is, right. is that a legal document? So oftentimes what employers try to do when an employee starts is to have the employee sign an agreement that one of the things it does is limits future severance. Obviously, you don't want to limit your future severance because if it's only a month, that's, that's pretty, pretty bad. Now, uh, to tell you whether it's enforceable or not, I'd have to read it. About 75% of the time or more, they're not enforceable. There's certain drafting errors and, and the, what it says makes it unenforceable. But I actually need to see it. I need to see the exact wording. I need to see all of it. And I can tell you in you know, 10 seconds once I actually read it whether it's enforceable or not. So, And that's something you should know because you want to kind of be prepared in the event that, God forbid, at some point, whether it's next month or next year or 10 years from now, uh, they pull the trigger and they let you go, what you would be owed. So what I propose, Michael, is why don't you connect with me off air, send me a copy of the agreement, you can fax it, you can email it to me, I'll take a look and I'll tell you immediately whether it's enforceable, whether it's something you need to worry about, or hopefully you don't have to worry about it. Uh, okay, I appreciate that, yeah. 
Um, and the, the second question I had was uh, with regards to overall listeners. Um, I was uh, uh, worked for a company for uh, six years that got bought out by another company who then decided at the end of about eight months to illuminate some of the people that they bought with the original company, uh, right. saying that was you know they lost some business and it was the company restructuring blah blah blah. So uh, I and they offered me um, uh, they offered me two months of severance because I'd only been with the company uh, for something like um, uh, less than a year. I, I now do the years prior to the company that they bought out count? Excellent question, Michael. And the answer is absolutely yes. So if you work for six years, then the company buys it, and you start working with a new company. On day one with a new company, you're a six-year employee. So when they let you go, you were a whatever, six- or seven-year employee, and you would have been owed a lot more than whatever it is, a couple months' pay or whatever they've paid you. You could have been owed eight, nine, ten months' pay, depending on your specific position and age. Now, how long ago was that, Michael? Oh, uh, that was uh, that was a, a few a couple years ago, so it's probably well past. So there's a two-year limitation period. Is it been more yeah, than two it years? It would be over two years, yeah. So unfortunately, you're right. You you are out of time, but but that's an important question, and then because no, our listeners may be in that situation. Right. Yeah, no, you're right. Our, our listeners may be in that situation, and they need to know that with the sale of a business, the new company, the the buyer, inherits the service. So if you are let go down the road by the buyer. When they calculate severance, they have to include the time you had with the previous company, which can, could mean you get several times the severance that you would otherwise get. So you're right, Michael. This is an important question. I'm glad you you called us with it. And I and I also wanted to mention, and I don't know if it's in your purview, but uh, the the, RO, uh, the ROE that they gave me was only for the time, you know, for unemployment insurance was only for the time that I was with that company, not right for the six and years. And, and and that's another thing that's wrong. I mean, it, it may not necessarily affect it because there's only so much you can get from EI. But yeah, but and that's usually easy to resolve. That the important issue here is always the length of service for severance purposes, because it could be the difference between two months' pay and then ten months' pay. Obviously, it's a big deal. Okay, well, I appreciate it. I'll get your number offline. Thanks, Michael. Thank you, Michael. I appreciate it. In fact, I'll give you that number right now. You can get it uh, as well uh, throughout the show. Six zero four two eight three. 3123. Again, Mike, 604-283-3123 to get a hold of Lior directly. Some things we want to talk about. I mean, you know, Mike hit it uh, the nail right in the head there about questions that the listeners don't always know, things that their employees sure. are allowed or allowed not to do. So we'll get to some common questions. I know we get through some emails and the phone calls uh, each week in, week out here on the show. For instance, can my employer change my job or hours of work? Right. And the, the most common question that I get uh, started with the word, can my employer? Yeah. Those are the most common questions. Can my employer do this? Can my employer do that? So we want to go through over some some of the most common of those questions that I get where individuals ask me, can my employer do this or that? So the first one, as you've just said, that we'll talk about is, can my employer change the terms of employment? Now, I touched on that a bit earlier in the show, but generally the answer to that is no. Your employer does not have a right to make significant and unilateral changes to the terms of employment. If your employer does, that could be what we call a constructive dismissal. That may give you the right to treat your employment as being terminated and leave with full severance. Now, it's not every change that results in a constructive dismissal. It has to be a significant change. That said, most most of the times the changes are significant. So if you're looking at a pay decrease, a demotion, 
relocation, change in the, in the compensation structure. That is something an employer generally does not have the right to do. And the problem with letting them do it, the problem with not doing anything and accepting it and being the good soldier mm-hmm. is, as I've said before, you give them the right to do it again. So maybe you've only taken a 5% pay cut this time. You're thinking, you know, that's not so bad. It's only 5%. I'll continue working. Fair enough. But what happens next month when your employer wants to reduce it by another 5% or 10%? At that point, you may not be able to do anything because you let them get away with it, quote unquote, the first time. So no, can your employer change the terms of employment? Generally, the answer is no. Again, that number is 604-280-9898 to call in or star 9898 on your cell phone. Another one, can my employer out me on a performance improvements plan? Yeah, so you know, a lot of people are, get very upset for for good reason yeah. when their employer they feel puts them on a performance improvement plan, you know, in in, in a way that's uh, improper or for uh, with no justification. So generally speaking, an employer can put an employee on a performance improvement plan, but there has to be a reason. The employee would have had to do something that's inappropriate or legitimately not met certain milestones and certain thresholds. And then, yes, the employer can't put the employee in a performance improvement plan, but it has to be legitimate. It can't be done as a way simply to push the employee out. It can't be done as, a, as an excuse for, for uh, you know, trying to uh, avoid proper uh, supervision on the employee. So you have to actually be legitimate. And a performance improvement plan can't simply say to an employee, you didn't do a, a good job, do better. It has to provide real milestones, real targets, and it has to outline how the employer is going to help the employee in meeting those targets. If that, it doesn't do that, it's not a legitimate performance improvement plan. And if you feel that your employer puts you on a performance improvement plan, either in a, in a way that's not legitimate or for legi- reasons that are not legitimate, or maybe that the performance improvement plan itself is a bit of a sham, you have to give me a call. Because what the employer may be trying to do there is to try to push you out, try to get you out of there. So if that's what's happened to you, you need to be concerned. Yes, an employer can put you on a performance improvement plan, but it has to be legitimate, John. Another quick one before we break. Can my employer dot, 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 pay me less than other employees? I know that gets stuck in the craw of a lot of people who call, who that falls into, right? That's right. So generally speaking, the answer is yes. Your employer can pay you less than someone else. Maybe someone uh, else is a better negotiator or someone has more experience, but you cannot be paid less for discriminatory reasons. So you cannot be paid less because you're a woman, for example, or because you have a medical condition or because of your race or ethnicity. But if it's not a discriminatory reason, yes, your employer can decide to pay you less uh, and and uh, oftentimes employers do that, and people for sure get upset when they realize, well, wait a second, Bob down the hall is doing the same job and he's get, getting paid more. Well, that may be something you may want to raise during the next performance uh, review, during the year end uh, uh, when it talk when it comes time to talk about salary increases. But unless it's a, a illegitimate or discriminatory reason, an employer can pay employees differently, John. We'll uh, take a break. The number is 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. Emails as well. We'll try to uh, pepper a few of those in with the remaining time of the show. Help at employmenthour.com. This is the Employment Hour. It continues right here. CKNW. You have right till 5 o'clock to pick up the phone, ask your questions. Uh, 
comments, bring them on, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell here on the Employment Hour. If you haven't used it yet, find out what your severance should be, the real number, severancepaycalculator.com. We'll continue our uh, conversation, Leor. We're talking about things, can my employer, dot, 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 common questions you get all the time. Another one is, can they make me come back to work contrary to what my doctor says? You know, it is a very common one, and, and it's one that should be obvious, I think. Uh, but for some reason, I guess it's not. So, so let's talk about it. The answer is absolutely not. Your employer cannot make you or require you to come back to work if your doctor says otherwise. If you're sick, if you're unable to work, you have a disability, whatever it is, your doctor is judge and jury when it comes to deciding whether you're able to work. You don't decide, neither does your employer. Your doctor decides. So if your doctor says you can't work and your doctor is putting that in writing, you're giving that to the employer, the employer can't do anything. They can't penalize you. They can't question it. They can't say, well, we don't believe it. Uh, they can't uh, uh, let you go. They can't do anything. They can't even ask you for more information about your medical condition. They can't do any of that. They simply have to abide by what the doctor says. Yeah. So whether the doctor says you have to be off for a week, a month, or indefinitely, the employer has to back off and give you the time that you need to get better. Now, your employer is allowed to be kept up to date, so they, they are allowed to know when you may ha- be able to come back to work, if there's any limitations that you have so they can provide accommodation. But oftentimes I've seen employers saying, no, no, we don't believe that, we don't think that's right, you come back to work. Or we want you to see another doctor that will pay for in order for you to, uh, to for that doctor to decide. None of that is legitimate. As long as your doctor is clear, they have to abide by it. And if they don't, if your employer gives you a hard time, penalizes you, lets you go, threatens you, anything like that, because you're abiding by what your doctor says, you give me a call, I'll be able to get them off your back. It's illegal. They cannot do that, John. Let's expand on that uh, for a sec, though. You mentioned what your employer asks. Again, you've often uh, you've often repeated on this show and you hammered home that they can ask for uh, prognosis but not diagnosis. Explain that. Well, John, prognosis is tell me more about what you need. So how long are you going to be off work? What your limitations are? How long are those limitations going to last? Those are questions that an employer is allowed to ask. So prognosis, fine. How long are you going to be off? Absolutely fine. What your employer is not allowed to find out or to ask is what your diagnosis is. What is the medical condition you have? Is it a broken back? Is it depression? Is it cancer? No, your employer cannot ask that. Your employer also cannot ask about what treatment uh, you're getting or what medication you're on. All of that is inappropriate. That's private. That's personal. So if your employer tries to overstep its bounds, if, if it tries to get information that it's not allowed to have, you can say no. You don't have to feel threatened or intimidated. And if, again, you have any problems, you need some help or support, that's when you give me a call. That's not a problem. Prognosis, yes. Diagnosis, absolutely not. 604-283-3123 is Lior's number anytime. VancouverEmploymentLawyers.ca. We'll get to a phone call here. Uh, Claire, good evening. How are you? Hi, fine, thanks. And you? Excellent. What's uh, what's your concern? Um, okay. Um, a friend of mine uh, was working, and she phoned in sick one day. She has uh, Crohn's disease, and uh, it kind of hits her sometimes quite quickly. She doesn't know yeah. what's coming on, and she was fired. Wow. Uh, and, and did the employer say why or, or what, what 
concerned no. specifically that they have? Did they not believe her? What what was it? I have no idea. She she has other disability issues, mm-hmm. and uh, so she was quite upset. Uh, about it, but uh, she said when she mentioned that, you know, it was her Crohn's acting up, that was it. They just, they let her go. Yeah. Wow, well, Claire, that, that's absolutely wrong on so many levels. Now, at it, its most basic level, it's a, it's a human rights violation. If you let someone go because they have a medical condition and, you know, they missed work because of that condition, that's illegal, right? They, they can't do that. That's, again, that's the most clearest form of a human rights violation. So beyond that, it probably it's a wrongful dismissal because she'd be owed severance. Claire, do you know how long she worked there for? Uh, gee, I'm not quite sure. Um, it, it hasn't been that long. Probably about six or eight months. I can't. I don't really know. And wh- when was she? When was she let go, Claire? Uh, just a oh, gee, just before Christmas, I believe. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So. So, no, the reason I'm asking, I wanted to make sure that she still has time to pursue it, and of course she still does. So, Claire, uh, the, she, she'd be owed severance. Even after six to eight months, she could be owed a few months' pay. And if she has a medical condition that makes it more difficult for her to find another job, she could be owed even more severance. So that's number one. Number two, it's potentially a human rights violation here because of she was, how she was let go when she was uh, sick or because of her medical condition. So, like I said, you, you're a good friend for calling the show and asking questions, but be continue to be a good friend by having her give me a call. Have her take the next step. Let's she and I connect off air so I can get some more information and I can help her get what she's owed. She should not, Claire, let her employer get away with this. Absolutely not. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was kind of fishy myself. So when I heard you on, I, <laughs> I listen to it all the time, only when I'm in my car, and I heard you and I thought, okay, I'm going to find out for sure. So that is awesome. I will definitely get her to get a hold of you. And, Terrific. Uh, I can get your your number. Yeah, Claire, we have it for you. No problem. That number, uh, 604-283-3123. Again, 604-283-3123. Help at employmenthour.com. That is exactly right there why we do this show in the nick of time, right? Absolutely. It's exactly why we do the show. And, and you know, even, even though it seems... Like such a nasty thing that it is, you know, for an employer to let an employee go because they have a medical condition and, and you know, Crohn's is, is a very serious condition. Uh, it, these things happen all the time. It's yeah. wrong. It, it's it's surprising that it does, but it does. So that's why I, I'm, I'm here. That's why we're here every week talking about these issues and helping people like Claire and her friend understand that there is something you can do, that it's not just up to the employer to do whatever they want. So, yeah, you're right, John. That's why we're here, and that's why we're here to help. 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell is the number call. We're uh, talking about as well, can my employer dot, 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 common questions people ask you all the time because they just simply need the answer. And quite simply, can my employer let me go? (laughs) Yeah, it it is a very common question. Uh, I get variations on that question several times every single day. Uh, You know, I didn't do anything wrong. Can my employer let me go? Uh, I, I... I passed my probation period. Can my employer let me go? I never got a bad review. Can my employer let me go? Well, John, generally the answer in almost every situation is yes. Your employer can let you go. Your employer can let you go at at any time and pretty much for any reason, but your employer has to pay severance. When a wrongful dismissal happens is when the employees let go without that severance, and almost every employee, over 90% of people, 
when they lost their job, they don't get the appropriate servants, not even close, pennies on the dollar. So that's a wrongful dismissal. That's illegal. Now, the exception to the rule that the employer can let the employee go at any time is the employer cannot let the employee go for discriminatory reasons, what I was telling Claire before. So you can't be let go because of your medical condition or because of your race or because you're a man or a woman or etc., etc., etc. If it's a discriminatory reason, you cannot be let go irrespective of severance. But if your employer simply wants to let you go to save money or they want to hire their friend instead of you, that's a crappy thing to do. But from a legal standpoint, your employer can do that as long as they pay severance and to know if you got proper severance, the easiest place to start easiest place to start, severancepaycalculator.com. Can my employer lay me off temporarily? Gosh, you must get this one five times a day, right? I get this all the time, John. A lot of people are confused with this concept of temporary layoff, so let's be very clear. A temporary layoff is a termination. So if you've been laid off temporarily, you have the right to treat that temporary layoff as a termination. So bottom line is your employer does not have a right to lay you off temporarily. You can treat that as a termination. Get your full severance right now. doesn't matter what the reason is. So a temporary layoff is a termination, John. We'll get to a, another phone call, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. Tony, welcome to the show. Good evening, or good afternoon, anyway. How are you? Yeah, good afternoon, John. It feels like evening. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I have a quick question. So I have worked for an employee for five years, and the business recently got sold to a new employer, a new person who was operating the business in the same capacity. Now, this new employer now has asked us all to sign a brand new employment mm-hmm. contract. Now, the job isn't changing, but now they're requiring us to sign a contract that would stipulate non-competition clause once I leave, um, and a whole other slew of things that weren't right. part of my current of employment. Now, do I have to sign this? And if I do or if I don't sign it, I mean, I don't know the ramifications of what's going to happen if I don't sign it, but I'm kind of in a in a kind of a bind here, not knowing what to do. Great question. So, excellent question. So let me make it very clear. If you already have a job and your employer then comes and asks you to sign an employment agreement, that's a, that's bad news. Always, without any exception. If you have a job and you you're asked to sign a contract, bad news. There's there's going to be terms in there, and I obviously haven't seen the documents. Uh, but without even seeing it, I can tell you there's going to be a bunch of stuff there that are unfavorable. You mentioned, for example, non-competition. I bet anything there's also a term there that's going to limit your future severance significantly. So this document that you're going to sign could cost you tens of thousands of dollars. Now, you don't have to sign it. That said, your employer could choose to let you go without cause. But here's the thing. If you sign this document, okay, and you're let go a month later, as an example, you could have now lost tens of thousands of dollars because of the document that you signed. So if you're going to lose your job, if you are, you're better losing your job not having signed that document. So I'm not saying your employer is going to let you go because they know it's going to cost them a lot of money to let you go, but you can say no. They can't punish you. That can't be a termination for cause. That's not a disciplinary thing. Uh, There's really nothing in it for you. It may also be, by the way, be unenforceable, the fact that they're asking you to sign a contract now, but for our purposes, let's assume that it is if you sign it. So bottom line is I wouldn't sign it. 
If you really want to understand what it provides, give me a call. I can explain to you what it says. I can read it and, and kind of go over it with you. But it's bad news. I promise you it's bad news. If you sign it, I promise at some point you're going to be regretting it. So my, my best advice is don't sign it. Right. And one of the other things that he had put on it was is, um, if you do sign, when you do sign or if you do sign this contract, you would receive a monetary bonus. Which right. So they're smart. They're, they're, they're trying to make it legal. So, so, uh, so again, but unless this is a massive bonus, the problem is they'll give you, I don't know, let's say it's call it a thousand bucks, whatever it is. They're, they're, they're going to take $50,000 from you and give you a thousand. Bad idea to sign it. Uh, again, I want to see the document so I can tell you what it actually says. I don't have the benefit of having seen it, but I've seen this hundreds of times and I can tell you it's bad news. Wonderful. Thank you so much for that advice and I will call you. Thank, Thank you. you, Tony. I appreciate that. That number is 604-283-3123. As far as the document's concerned, help at employmenthour.com. We'll take a short break and more of your phone calls. Hang on, Howard. I see you there. And you as well, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on cell. Employment Hour right here on CKNW. You still got a few minutes to call in and ask your question, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on cell. And we'll get right over there. And Howard, thanks for hanging in. Good evening, Howard. Good evening. How are you? What's going on? Uh, good. I, I'm, I'm a manager, and um, I, we, I'm, I'm working with this new company, and we are about six months old. So um, in the startup, I work with other managers. We're, of course, we're salaried, and um, our, our immediate supervisor employers um, basically said that they need us to work six days a week when our work week was five days. So one of my peers... Um, said no. I'm working five days a week, and um, they within a week they gave her a termination and paid her off. She was only working there like for two months. Now, okay. the rest of the team that we that, that, that we work with is expected that we work six days a week. So I just wanted to know if it's in my rights to refuse working six days a week. I did call um, BC Labor and ask them about this, and they said that. Um, uh, our contract did not because my contract didn't say our work week is fifty hours a week, or it didn't say it was forty hours a week. Then mm. an employer can basically work here as long as they want because you're salaried. Well, the the the, the question is not so much uh, can can they make you work. The question is can they change the terms of employment. So, am I understanding correctly, Howard, that you used to work five days and now they wanted to change it to six days? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's the problem. The problem is not if, if you were from the beginning working six days. Well, yes, they can do that. But if you're working five and they now say no, no, now it's going to be more. Now it's going to be six. Well, that's yeah. a change, right? And that's a yeah. significant change. And so, mm-hmm. what we were talking about earlier in the show. So, when whenever you're faced with a change like this, you have the right potentially to treat that as a termination, what we call a constructive dismissal. Now, mm-hmm. uh, how long has this, or, or when did you start working the six days, or, or have you started? Um. Yeah. So it was. We were starting up a, a new new company, and um, so at, 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 at the beginning, it was a lot more administrative work. So it was five days a week, and and then as we went into the opening process, then it became six and some weeks seven, and um, now it's it's expected that managers work six days. So my question is, am I entitled to lose days? 
Well, no, uh, because uh, as a manager, you, you're exempt from, from that. So the only yeah. thing you may be able to do is you may be able to treat the employment as being terminated, what we call a constructive yeah. dismissal. So yeah. if that's something you want to you wanna talk about, you want to talk about how do you leave there with compensation, yeah. give me a call. But okay. as a manager, no, unfortunately, you, you, you don't qualify for Lou Day's. Uh, non-managers would, uh, but you don't. But again, there may be a constructive dismissal, so definitely worth giving me a call. Howard, uh, moving forward, that number is 604-283-3123 to get a hold of the Orn is firm and Sever- uh, pardon me, uh, help at employmenthour.com. And you can go to severancepaycalculator.com, too. That's always a good thing to uh, to check out. Ali, good evening. How are you? Fine, thank you. What's going on? Well, uh, I worked for the same company for 39 years, and I was well. terminated uh, uh, I don't know, because of my because the company filed... Was in a loss and they asked, asked the court permission, but they try to reduce the staff. But when they reduce, they reduce the minority to three of them, rest of them. So company runs uh, same as that it runs before. Now, Ali, were you part of a union? No. Now, did they offer you any severance? No. Nothing. Zero. No. Well, I can tell you that after 39 years, and, and, and I didn't catch everything you were saying there, but I can tell you that after 39 years, unless you did something horrible, uh-huh. then you'd, you could be owed as much as 24 months' pay, two years' pay, Ali. Yes. So if, if you were let go and you did not receive that, that's a wrongful dismissal. Uh, so no. because we don't have much time, we're, we're about just about to get off the air. Uh, what I can tell you is it's very important that you give me a call off air. John uh-huh. is going to give you the number, but uh-huh. you could be owed as much as two years' pay. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay, sir. Right. Your name is Leo, right? That's yeah, right. It's Leo. Uh, okay. What's the phone number, sir? I'll give it to you right now, Ali. That number is 604-283-3123. Again, 604-283-3123. Wow. 39 years. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I unfortunately, I didn't catch everything he was saying, but I can tell you that unless he did something horrible, like, like stealing or hitting someone... After 39 years, there's, Im- there's no way. It's impossible, yeah. physically impossible, to let him go without paying him pretty much the maximum, which is 24 months' pay. So, so yeah, I sure hope he, co- he connects with me off air. He could be owed that much. I don't know why or how they could imagine they can let him go without paying him men- uh, that. But, uh, yeah, it, it sure uh, is an interesting situation. Well, the scary thing is it happens every day, and people let it happen until they hear the show, and then hopefully that's why we're changing everyone's direction, right? That's why we're here, and that's why we're going to continue to do this every single week, John. Been a good start for 2018. We will continue and continue to educate as well. The number as we uh, wrap it up here to get a hold of Lior and the firm, 604-283-3123. VancouverEmploymentLawyers.ca online if you want to check it out. And we mentioned this off the top, a very handy tool. Literally hundreds of thousands of people have used this called SeverancePayCalculator.com. Find out exactly what you should be owed as far as severance. There's a contact button at the bottom of that as well. And emails, you can do it that way, help at EmploymentHour.com. Till next Sunday, we'll take it from here and get a hold of your, uh, especially if you need them. Employment Hour will continue next Sunday right here on CKNW. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.